I don't have to clap, right? You don't Give have one to. big clap unless, unless you're going to edit it. I'm not in any shit. Give daddy <clears throat> a clap. Give daddy a clap. Okay. Drop. Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends who love professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Zach. I'm Isai. No, you're Matt. Oh, shit. I'm Matt. Did I say Zach? Yeah. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Was that I intentional? Was <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I told you. I, I told you all I haven't pooped today, so I'm bringing a different kind of energy. Yeah, and uh, Zach actually is not here because they couldn't join us because right. uh, they're That's probably right. pooping too much. That's right. Uh, I they ate a burrito from Los Betos and it betrayed them. So don't blow, don't blow up the spot. Um, <laughs> Every blow, now and then I'll blow that up. Can happen. <laughs> I'll blow up any spot. Um, but we have a special guest uh, for the duration of the show or for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got Nello here, who you may have heard in our feed with Burning Fight. Uh, but Nello, what's up? Hello. Um, just chilling. I'm making breakfast before I go into a four-hour class today. So Tight. I wanted to jump in and say hello. Cool. What's the, uh, what's the breakfast? What's on the menu? That's the real question. That's the real cliff question. Bar and uh, Wait, how are you making a cliff bar? No, you gotta whoa, 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 whoa. unpackage it. <laughs> I'm making a cliff bar myself. Making breakfast real quick. <laughs> I've got really tiny hands, so it's hard to open the package. It. it takes a while to wrestle. It's like that um, one um, skit on SNL with Kristen Wiig where she has the little hands. The small yes. hands. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to make like a nice juice. So I'm nice. going to do that. The cliff yeah. bar juice. <laughs> yeah. So put the cliff bar in the blender. <laughs> exactly. Blender. Get water. <laughs> Get all your nutrients. Um, what are you teaching about? Um, oh, I'm just in a class. Uh, oh, you're in a like, class type. Yeah, I'm in grad school for film. So it's like action leadership and research. So it's for our big thesis, like a qualitative research study. It's not very interesting, but I think oh, okay. it's actually gonna be on wrestling so the paper yeah. is film is fake wrestling is real so i'm gonna be Hell writing yeah. 50 pages about that so i'm ready to if, rumble if you, i'm the wrestler if, i'm fighting with my family if Just you want ready to, to um if you want to sample some of nello's writing he has actually been featured on post wrestling um with a nice piece about nick gage so oh, uh, Nello, yeah. if you want to toss us the link to that um we'll toss it on our feed and everything Oh yeah, thank and, you. And for the folks who are longtime listeners or brand new listeners, you would know that Nello is the fifth genuine wrestle boy with the burning fight. Burning I mean, fight. Wrestle boy burning fight. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I got nothing else to say on it. He's our yeah. fifth wrestle boy. Yeah. <laughs> so tell it's us a little about like it. Demolition brought in crush. He's our crush. <laughs> I don't know why that made me emotional. I was like, wow, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, burning Fight. So I was like, what do I call this podcast? We started a fantasy wrestling league. So it's actually the name of my fantasy promotion. And I was oh. like, this just works. And it it's totally like does. That's Inside Out songs. So, yes. And um, like, it does sound like a wrestling thing. I thought it was yeah. a new Japan. I thought it was a new Japan. Well, like, what's, the, what's the J- Japanese game called? The old one. Squid Game. I know. Fire Pro, Burning Fight, Fire Pro, whatever. Yeah, like little little combo of that and Burning Hammer, whatever. So it works. It works. Fighting for you know fighting. Yeah, <laughs> boom boom bang. But um, I guess a little background. Let's see here. This year, I like during the pandemic. I would watch a lot of wrestling, but it was more like WWE. Yeah, dur- during the pandemic. 
<laughs> I mean, still during the pandemic, um, God, like in January, I told my partner, I was like, Hey, I'm going to start watching every wrestling show. And she was like, why? And I was like, I want to learn as much as I can. Just this I one don't year, know. I'm going to watch literally every show, like every goddamn road to show, every house show, every Ugh. crappy IWTV show. Sounds so awful. I've watched 2,300 <laughs> matches so Jesus far this Christ. year. And I have them all logged and rated in a spreadsheet. What is the lowest rated match? Oh, shit. Let me look real quick. I'm pretty sure it's WWE. Yeah, give me the bottom um, five. Give me the bottom five. Bottom five. Okay. <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Peter Avalon from, funnily enough, Dynamite number 69. <laughs> 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 These are all negative scores, negative ones. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton at Fastlane. Okay. Alexa oh. Bliss versus Eva Marie at SummerSlam. Yeah. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. Okay. And then Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop on Monday Night Raw number 1,472. But I guess if we're talking like real matches, Evil versus Toru Yano from the New Japan Cup. Oh. That, sounds, that sounds bad. <laughs> Uh, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall, and there is Kimberly. <laughs> Wait, who? Kimberly versus Sadika from ICW Pit Fighter. <laughs> Kimberly bugs me, yeah, so much. But what about, um, what about Kimberly bugs you? When she compares being vegan to like slavery. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's her. Yeah, that'll that'll bug you. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and so. I thought you were gonna. I thought it was gonna be one of those things where, we, like, sometimes we're talk, we're like, oh, you can kind of see when someone's like playing, like counting their steps in the ring. It wasn't that. It was no. that. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Bianca doesn't. I don't notice that at all she, anymore. She stopped because she, she's a really good athlete, and as I always said, she yeah. has a lot of potential. But yeah. she used to be like one and two and three and four and spin right here, and I'm going to look at the camera here. Hello. Yeah, she's she's most improved. Yeah. Oh, um. There's uh, two people that kept repeating. It's Alexa Bliss and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, go figure. I guess the Fiend didn't have that many matches this year. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know, would huh? say, I would say the worst wrestlers of the year though are definitely Keiji Muto and Evil. So even though they're not in the bottom, goddamn, I hate them. <laughs> Evil uh, is worse than Yano. Yeah. Yes. Because well, Evil, like I think the thing that really pushed him over the line for me was when they set up the feud between him and Shingo. So Shingo wins the goddamn IWGP heavyweight title, like something we never thought would happen. We're like, oh my God, he beats Okada. Then Evil comes out to challenge him. And it's like, hey, Mom, no. um, And then he calls him a transphobic slur in front of oh. everyone. Oh. And that was like what really, really pushed me over. Because I was like, dude, what the fuck? And uh, it's good that Io Shirai divorced him. So oh. shout out to her. Already? Wow. Damn. Yeah, they split up. So Damn yeah that's why she's that's why she's so grumpy that's also probably why like she stays and everything yeah yeah she's like oh i can make way more money here than over in japan i'm gonna stay here well i mean she stayed with stardom stardom outdraws new japan now and pretty much everywhere except the g1 so i wouldn't i would say new japan is the little brother promotion of stardom now New Japan kind of shit the bed for the last year and a half, right? They may may outdraw, but they're going to get paid way more New Japan. Oh, totally, totally. I guess, yeah, the thing with New Japan, too, is a lot of people would be like, oh, but the pandemic, but it's like all Japan, DDT, fuck, even Noah, even though their whole roster is pretty much 50 plus, they've all had incredible years. Like every other Japanese company, for the most part, has had 
really, really good years, except for New Japan. So I don't think it's so much a symptom of the pandemic as it is just Gato, Dick, Togo, need a fucking go. Yeah, wasn't it? It's felt bad before the pandemic, too. Like, it was, I guess, going down a weird path and then the pandemic didn't help. Is it it because Kenny left? Is that why? No, because even after Kenny left, it was still fine. Yeah, um, it's it's just a mixed like mixed pandemic with just really overkilling like the fucking like like interference spots, and then you get your injuries like with Kota Ibushi and Will Osprey. Even though I hate Will Osprey, that's like like it just makes like that new title they brought like just mean just absolute jack shit. Yeah, totally. I think it's definitely a case of like oversaturation because I remember we all watched Wrestle Kingdom together the two nights and. Yeah. Um, I think that was the beginning of the end. I think it was just too much. And it's like when you book yourself into those two night events, you can kind of see the outcome before it even begins because it's like, okay, well, let's look at this and figure out what's going to happen. And, um, but I think more than anything, it's like you look at it's, it's a case of like isolationism. You look at New Japan and they used to do what? Kenny and Okada only fought three times over the course of almost two years. Yeah. And now you have okada and jeff cobb having five matches in a single year less oh, than a damn. year um so it's like all Japan so it was, uh, essentially four times what? for kenny and okada right four yes because of g1 too sorry yeah um and but then like you look at all japan who has essentially opened their doors to the entire like independent freelance so they're working with like 2AW, which is uh, the old Kaintai uh, Dojo reboot after Takamichinoku got caught having an affair. They're working with Freedoms, the big deathmatch promotion. They're working with, uh, oh my God, what else? Basara, all these cool companies. NXT Japan. Exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's what we call them. And then like Noah works with, um, they use a bunch of freelancers too. They have this group called M's Alliance, which is just all really badass dudes whose names begin with M. Which is really fun. <laughs> cool. Muto, Marafuji, Masato Tanaka, Masaka Mochizuki. But yeah, I feel like New Japan. I mean, this also, year... like, you could call that group whatever, like, just with, like, those names alone. It's like, oh, okay, Marafuji, Muto, and fucking uh, Masato Tanaka, like, those three yeah. alone. Like, oh, you're, saying, you're also... only saying that, you're only saying that because you don't have an M name. So why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, Masakatsu, Fanaka. Yeah. <laughs> Has a nice um, ring to it. Yeah, like the the G1 this year, I think is the perfect example because they could have opened the door and had someone from Noah come back in, a Nakajima or whatever. Marafuji, right? like when they used to bring Marafuji and they used to love it. Yeah, because I mean, Marafuji's not even in the N1 victory right now, which is the Noah G1 because he sat out since he's the champ. So he could have gone to G1. Marafuji like, that, versus like fucking like everybody there right now would have been really cool. It would have been fresh. Totally. And it would have been the first time he was there since 2016. Um, so like instead though they bring in goddamn Tongaloa, Chase Owens. And to me, it's like you don't really take your own G1 seriously. You're gonna promote it as like the most prestigious wrestling tournament in the world, and this is who you're gonna book on it. And I think it's just like it's like a very symptomatic of WWE at this point where they're mm-hmm. trying to overbook these shows. And I think WWE isn't is desperate for money by any means, obviously, because they're not at all. But New Japan is so like um all japan's running their world tag league uh next month it's seven shows 10 teams new japan is running theirs next month it is 22 fucking shows over the course of a month 
Jesus. And it's like, what the hell? One, how do you think that your fans have that much money? Two, no <laughs> one's going to watch all those shows. And then it, what happens is like smaller companies like the Joshi Company Ice Ribbon or like um, fucking even Oz Academy and Freedoms, they outdraw New Japan and all these venues. And it's like they may not run as many shows, but I think in terms of like the grand scheme, it definitely makes New Japan look like shit, especially when you're watching as much Japanese wrestling as like I do and the Eastern Lariat people and all that shit. Um, that's yeah, really awful. I wonder if I, 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 that's super weird. I wonder if it's like just a symptom of like New Japan. Well, I mean, obviously, yes, there's a pandemic. Everyone's but like you're saying, everyone's dealing with and some companies have handled it super well, given all the circumstances. Do you think it's like a thing of New Japan kind of just thinking that they're like their shit doesn't stink like they've been on top long enough or or, or do you think is it just like maybe they're just wrapped up in their own tradition of things? It could be that. And then it, it's weird because a lot of people were talking about maybe they don't want to be sharing locker rooms with other people, but they just ran a big 70th anniversary of pro wrestling event, Japanese pro wrestling. And it was every single company on the same show. None of the matches were like interpromotional, but you had Tenzan, Nagata, you had Mara Fuji, you had Masato Tanaka. So you had all these companies represented. So they'll work with other people. It's just like they have no interest but to push their own people mm -hmm. but it's like when your own people at this point are Tongaloa and chase owens like you're scraping the bottom of the bill yeah. <laughs> but i mean the the glass half full i suppose is like maybe next year's g1 we suffer through this one and get a brian danielson but even then i'm like they don't deserve him like put brian <laughs> danielson in the goddamn champion carnival or something else because it's just like people are like i want to see jonah rock go to new japan i don't want to see anyone go to new japan right now i want to see these people in noah i want to see them I would, in Big Japan. And i'd like to see jonah rock like do like like the new japan like um fucking like stuff in the u.s just because it'd be kind of cool to see him with those people because that show has like new japan strong has been more interesting than regular new japan completely it's, and <laughs> it's just it's, such a simple easy show and it's like all these guys are good and they're all hungry and so it's like oh this is just a fucking easy watch you know totally except they're drawing like roh pre-pandemic numbers in terms of like <laughs> attendance i saw that autumn attack photo and it was like four guys and i was like Word. it was <laughs> just it was rocky ramiro's family yeah <laughs> go, go rocky <laughs> They keep going to Texas, and I'm like, "What do you think Texas is like? This fucking wrestling hub?" And I, um, it's not a wrestling know. hub. It's because there's a couple markets in Texas that have, um, like, um, like higher rates of like people like from Asia, like for real. Word. Mm, I did not know that. It's they get into weird demographic things. Like I don't know why. Like actually, I know why I remember this. It's because. Somebody wanted to move to Texas to go live with, like, by Funaki because there's a giant Asian community there in Houston that he was at, that Funaki lives at. So <laughs> I forgot cool. who was going to do that. And then also, like, demographics play into huge things because I remember them telling a story. It was, who the fuck was the guy that was with the NWA with Billy Corgan, the writer? Uh, it's not uh, Bauer. I forgot his name. Yeah, I don't remember. Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and he was talking about like when they were going to put the title on Eddie. And it's like, oh, they're like, how about we do it like here or here? And then they're like, how about San Francisco? And everybody's like, oh, that's kind of strange. And it's like, well, it's the highest demographic for Latinos that will like when we go there, we draw. It's like, oh, and then when he won, it was huge. So shit like that is just that's cool. really comes into play. You never fucking think about it. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's that would be a really interesting thing to explore is like 
I would love to be like, like to look at like numbers like that. I, I don't <laughs> like population a, densities of uh, where they, these shows are being booked. I don't give a fuck about the ratings. I want to know like what they're like targeting as far as number wise. Like, what are they going after? What are their thought process of? Well, we're gonna go after this group here, and here's the numbers we have for it, and this is why. I think that'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think the numbers is really what makes it exciting. Like every time I get more interested, I'm like, now I'm going to start cross-referencing attendance numbers from 2021 to 2020 and 2019. And then Steph's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need but, a uh, hobby. <laughs> I guess I think I will say I'm going to change the, not the tradition, the template for burning fight a little bit, just because I think doing it every week, is a bit much and i think you lose a lot and it's kind of like repeating things because i'll be like on monday all japan announced that this is going to happen and then on thursday this happened <laughs> um mm. so i think i might start doing every two weeks or every month and then just kind of like recap each company and then go into a different company as opposed day to day um but i mean like right now japan yeah. is easily the hotbed like the u.s i think independent wrestling is definitely the biggest more so than the main companies um, yeah i've watched of, like, I've paid for a lot of GCW shows this year and it feels weird. (laughs) It's they're like, um, like now that they have Takeda and Rina Yamashita coming in, I'm like, they're really making a play for, I mean, post WrestleMania before WrestleMania, I did not think they were doing well, but after they had the Moxley debut, they have really, they haven't had like hit after hit in terms of shows and match quality, but in terms of like the shit they're doing and like the heat behind it and the excitement, like yeah, bringing in Suzuki for five shows, um, homicide versus Suzuki, just all this shit. It's like the AEW and how they kind of like take all of wrestling at once, but it's like that, but the after hours version, you know, right. um, like, like Jimmy Jacobs and Lacey on GCW emo fight, you know, it's like all these weird fucking things that you just got a ballad of Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None of the shows have been excellent, but there's just been interesting things. Like I watched Matt Cardona, Nick Gage. Like I don't that, think it's that. the only time I've been interested in. I think that's what Jack Ryder does well is they make things at least interesting because like match quality wise, you know exactly what you're going to get with every match. Like, yeah, you, you know exactly what a Matthew Justice match is going to be. You know exactly what. Dick. Like like a Shane Mercer match is gonna be like you understand what's gonna happen in these matches when they have that giant fucking clusterfuck match like you know what it is or when you have guys like fucking Starboy Charlie and all those young guys in the opening like six person match that's just flying over it you get it and that but- fan in the crowd who has a flag for every single person <laughs> oh mittens I don't know his name I don't like but- him he <laughs> bothers me the the one thing buddy. <laughs> the one thing that you don't like always know what's going to happen is like the random shit like Cardona, yeah. like Mox, like stuff like that. And yep. so that's what makes it fun. That's why well, I pay them $12 every couple months. <laughs> that's why I go to bank.live. GCW shows are hard to find. They're um they're really good about doing that big shit like Cardona bringing in Moxley, but also like they've been booking really good stuff just on their own. Like the 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 whole like resurgence of the second gear crew has been insane. Like just seeing like Mance Warner and Matt Justice become one of the better tag teams of the year. AJ Gray is like up there with most improved with someone like Jeff Cobb 
And now he's on PWG. I think with PWG taking time off to like GCW has essentially become the new like um, developmental system almost for all the main companies. Like you had Zane and Christian go to WWE. New Japan Strong is full of like your Dickinsons and all that. They're um, full of the Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then they're still doing like their own cool storylines. Like Jimmy Lloyd versus G Raver went for the like pretty much the past nine months. Um, and they're doing like a lot of cool, like he's cute. Um, but yeah, no, GCW rules. I think if you aren't familiar with Rina Yamashita, she's going to be in the Nick Gage Invitational. Okay, she was from Ice Ribbon, she and Seedling, so she's a freelance Joshi wrestler who got really into death matches. So she joined Freedoms and she joined this gang called Unchained, which is Goon Kasai's group. And I mean, like. She makes GCW deathmatch wrestling look like baby stuff at times. Like she had Hell this yeah. cicada what? that was just fork boards. And like, I've never seen people get slammed onto forks. I guess I've never seen people get slammed on a forks, but like this violently. And Damn. she is gonna, I think she, this will probably be her first introduction to a lot of US based audiences, but I think she's easily probably top three women's wrestlers of the year with everything she's been doing and all the kind of like, while she's been breaking down in terms of like women being involved in death matches and everything like that. So Hell she's yeah. fucking awesome. I have never heard of freedoms and I am never turning back. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> freedoms is easily the top death match promotion in the world. Um, they're they're uh, number one title, the King of freedoms uh, championship. I call it the KOF title. They call it the KFC title. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> but oh, man. their shows are really cool because it's like a couple undercard matches with Young Lions. They'll do a hardcore match and then it's just death match, death match. Um, but their death matches are like, there's a dude from DDT named Takayuki Ueki who just went over there and he's a comedy guy. And now he just did a barefoot 200 light tube glass match with Jun Kasai. And I mean, they're hammering gusset plates onto the bottom of each other's feet. They're oh. doing like these, there's a whole new like G-Shock thing, which is just concrete block matches. And it was Ueki versus Sugiura, who is their champion for almost 700 days before dropping to uh, Violento Jack. And like, they were just headbutting concrete blocks against each other for 25 minutes. And I'm like, I probably can't watch it again. But when I did, I was fucking really stoked. That's the thing. Um, I'm getting amped up thinking about it. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> no. insane. Matt's yeah, a, de- a deathmatch wrestling fan that hasn't watched too much death matches, but every time we start to you see the little like, oh, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's performance art for the working class. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, completely, complete. Don't get me started on death matches. Uh, but I do, I do need to eat breakfast. So I appreciate okay. y'all letting me rant. I love you very much, and I'm gonna yeah. send Isai a link. That's like this whole Pure Resu database and it has all the freedom shit. And I'll have him share it with y'all. So thank cool. you. Thank you. Watch whatever. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Nello. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Thank you. Yeah. I it was lovely y'all. having you love on. You too. Thank you. Burning fight. Yeah. Burning fight. Listen yeah, to it when we decide to put it up. <laughs> yeah. Probably do it in like another couple of weeks or something. Middle cool. of October. Yeah. Cool. All right. Later, awesome. y'all. Goodbye. Later. Bye. Well. How nice was that? That was wonderful. That, that was, was a wonderful, wonderful little, little. It was also it was a surprise. It happened like three minutes before we started recording. So yeah, we're, play, when, we're playing jazz on this show. Yeah, but we didn't tell you that when we found jazz flute. When we found out Zach wasn't going to be on, we're like, well, let's uh, let's let's spice this up. We need a, a little case of food poisoning. 
now we have now that's a little case of betas but yeah <laughs> case of that betas but but now that's the thing we, we're expanding the wrestle boy universe yes. we have so i mean and to be honest nello that was the most like informed wrestling we've <laughs> talked about in months. <laughs> that, yep, yep. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm definitely gonna um, watch this death match. Speaking promotion. speaking of the Wrestle Boys universe, uh, there's rumors that another wrestling podcast is starting. They will never be a part of this universe. Los Ringo Bernables will never be a uh, part of re- this. They're restarting. I guess they, so. they stopped. They stopped being a, a thing. Now they're <laughs> yeah. restarting. Yeah, because they all like Drew moved. The and... only reason I knew that they had stopped being a thing is like when Bryce was on and told us. <laughs> um, well, I mean, th- yeah. Th- what the thing? The the niche that that Nello is filling is uh, essential. Essential. And then Bryson we... is a non-essential. <laughs> That's not what I said. But That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then bringing we, it back as as we progress into WrestleBoys 2.0, 2.1.0, that uh, you know, Isai is still going to be holding down the recaps when he and, when he uh, feels like it. When it doesn't have to, don't feel needed. obligated. No, oh, I'm obligated. <laughs> but uh, you know, I you know, fill fill a need, fill a need, yeah. and, and the WrestleBoys universe is here for you yeah i guess we should say that we're gonna be taking a brief hiatus from all the four of us speaking about uh the week in wrestling we're not even Anything. gonna talk we're not talking to, each, to other. each other anymore yeah our group desk is gonna die we're gonna individually record episodes uh <laughs> and then we'll and just kind of match them together send them out and then just see what happens <laughs> i'm just gonna record a lot of sound bites of me just being like yeah Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. I didn't think of it like that. No, 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 like no, that. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and then just a couple little, like, you know, a couple little goofs, and then we'll just stitch them together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, should we uh should we talk about extreme rules real quick? Let's fucking do it, dude. Now, um, that, now that we talked about fucking deathmatch wrestling, let's talk Packers about extreme rules. Oh, okay. But you did, you, what? did you see the floppy fish? I saw I saw some things. Okay, the floppy fish. God damn it! I can't wait. We'll talk. We'll get into it. Uh, it. Liv Morgan beat Carmella in the pre-show. I think I caught the end of it, and it kind of looked cool for a minute. But I cannot judge it because I didn't watch it. So Uh, I also missed it. I missed it. Um, I I think Liv Morgan is a fucking awesome uh, character. I think she's one of those people who's like, uh, okay, and this is. I would love to be proven wrong. I feel like Carmella has maybe hit the ceiling of where Carmella's going to hit. Okay. Okay. I think Liv Morgan has a lot more dimensions that can be extracted. Okay. She is a lot more of like a character that uh, I, I, I personally am interested in. I don't know where else Carmella can go. I wish they hadn't really brought her back with that like sexy Mella thing or whatever, but what are you going to fucking do? I guess they, Vince is going to be Vince. They always want... The I know. Sexy girl. Well, now that that's yeah, of course they're trying to make a faction of it over on 2.0. Well, at but, least which like is, the 2.0 ones, like they're a little bit different. They're alt. They're suicide yeah. girls. I, oh, except I hate the whole like, but you like, want WWE, me and you'll never have me. It's like that's WWE so played. Um, like main rosters always had like the quote unquote like hot blonde. Like that was like always been a gimmick. Like they even tried it. They even tried it with Mandy Rhodes and it failed because she's the most wooden person in the world. Well, that's the thing is that character has always existed, but it and they stopped doing those uh they stopped doing them bra and panties matches. But it's like well, that's the the hot blonde character 
it's kind of like less interesting when you actually start to having like the four horsewomen around yeah, or like, like other people who are really good at wrestling. Like Frankie Monet is kind of that, but she seems to have more dimension to her. She yeah, can deliver she can, too a good she match. She can also wrestle. You really <laughs> should just bring her up with fucking Morrison already. Yeah. Like well, a sexy character is totally like, yeah, that's pro wrestling. That's pro wrestling. Well, and like Scarlett, who was essentially a valet and now Cross doesn't have her. And so, yeah. but she's injured and she might wrestle. I don't, this whole, that whole thing is weird. Yeah. Yeah. A little weird. A little um, weird. I feel like a uh, carrying cross got himself mixed up in a, in a something that's like, I don't feel like it's personal against him. I think it's just more of a, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho. The yes, new day. I, new yeah. day. Versus mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Edward James Omos. <laughs> Omos. That would have made extreme. I did real not extreme. watch this. Yeah, I I watched some. Was um, the kickoff Lash- match? Bobby looked- Lashley got beat by Big, right? <laughs> yeah. It was just it was just fighting. Uh I mean, like it was the first time we got to see the three New Day guys together in however fucking long while so, and, and they, uh, they split them in the draft again yep they did they did i they split don't them in the mind draft again. i you know the sentimental guy means like oh they really should have them together they can be split stuff but they'll be I, back it, together eventually it, it works with them split because yeah, be, yeah it's like they're just like it just works it, it, it does. just they they make it work it's great it's fine and, and biggie needs a real ass title run yeah and so he yeah, yeah. I would have liked it if they were on the same show, even if they kept them separate. But I understand that keeping them extra separate is cool. And then, of course, they're going to do the cross brand invitational, it's, the quarterly cross brand and, invitational. And they're we'll too powerful. Them. They're too powerful together. They're too powerful. That is exactly. If they do. Have they're to more powerful than the Usos. It's going to give us a lot of opportunities for like the few times a year that we get the cross brand shows. We'll get fun new day moments. Well, like, finally, it's quarterly, so it's uh, four times a year. Four times a year. So well, the bit it'll basically be like they never split. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the New Day won because, yeah, of course they did. New Day. Uh, we had the Usos defeating the Street Profits. They have the titles now. Um, they are they are they are champions like their father, uncle, yep. cousin, whatever this, Roman is. Uh, the Papa. Street Profits are the Street Profits are moving towards a, a split ski, right? I that's the rumor, and then. Yeah, but what I, I want, what I want, this I want is what someone Street said. Profits. I want them against, I want them and Bianca against Hit Row. Um, but I don't know if B-Fab is a good enough wrestler for that. No, she is not. And and Bianca needs to stay in the title picture. So never mind, I don't want that. I want uh, what I said. I do I not want, want it. I want to heal Street Profits before the split. Yeah. I want them to split up. I want fucking Montez Ford to go be a superstar. And I want Angelo Dawkins to join up with fucking uh, Gable, Gable and Otis. And um, I really, because um, yeah, Montez last week had a match against Roman. Oh, they're, yeah. They're already kind of positioned. Because first off, like Roman wrestling on SmackDown is already kind of a big deal, but it was a one-on-one against Montez. Oh, damn. And, and That's so wild. Shit like that's just super cool because it's like it, they're positioning um has to be like in that kind of spot that's good testing the waters you know you know you're just like 
how do you guys like this over here? Yeah. Also, what happened last week, which was super fucking cool. Um, uh, Riddick fucking, Moss coming not back. Ma- not Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> um, during, it was Nakamura versus Apollo, which was a good match. But okay. they had Rick Boogs fucking just chuck the shit out of uh, fucking Baba Tunde, which I forgot, Commander Aziz. Ah, uh, Commander like, Aziz. He fucking threw the shit out of it. I'm like, oh, they are sacrificing the big guy for the crazy guy and that, that's pretty Vince it's like you're either gonna get crazy or big mm-hmm. and so I think he really likes the Nakamura Rick Boogs at yeah I think he, he's like it's so fucking weird they're just crazy it's like the Chinese guy it's like he's Japanese Vince yeah that's what I said that's what I said <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's not much to say about that match it was good dude it was it was really good. I mean, they're they're two fantastic tag teams. The it's like what it's always. I hate when I, you watch a great tag team match in WWE because it's just like we could have this every fucking week, but yep, we don't. That's but how I happens, felt about that fucking nice. episode of, uh, for Madison Square Garden. It's like you know we could just do this. <laughs> it doesn't have to be at MSG. <laughs> you could just do this. Like this is what this is such a good show. You could just do this. No, we don't want to. <laughs> no, no, thanks. You have to earn it. Uh Charlotte Flair beat Alexa Bliss. And then she killed the doll. That's the thing. She ripped the head of the doll off. Uh I think the Lily head off the snake. I think the Lily stuff is done because I think Alexa is taking a break. Good. And so hopefully she'll come back rebranded. And um you know. Let's fantasy yeah. book this. What, okay. What do you want Alexa's character to be? Let's say fresh slate. What Alexa's coming back? You just her. Just her. Well, just just fucking Lexi Kaufman. Yeah. She's walking out. I'm married to Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> I love I used to have a pig that I loved. Yep. Yeah, RIP Larry Steve. Because I've watched her on like up up down down stuff. As a human being, Lexi Kaufman has so much personality and she's dope. And then as a wrestler, she's always when she's a even when she's playing like a quote unquote normal person, she's just bland. Well, the um, character I, they had her like earlier, right? That was like a like the stuff with Nia Jax was like I feel like a lot of her character before that got spooky was like like Mean Girls. Yes. Like like a character in Mean Girls. I didn't mind when she was with Nikki. And they were like they yeah. were baby faces, but like she still was kind of like mean girlsy, sassy, yeah. if you will. But it wasn't like super over the top mean. Like yeah. that was like the most real I think you got of them because they just looked like they were actually buds, just kind of shitting around. And and the thing about Alexa Bliss is I think she's like what we say about some people, like Corbin. Like she's a company girl. She's gonna do what she's told. Um, and with what she was given with the Alexa Bliss stuff, I mean with the like Spooky stuff. I think she did good. She performed well. It was just bad. Well, it was like, a bad situation. And then no what, what happened with the could have saved it. Exactly. She got put in a situation that then got sort of like whirlwind around when then the fiend left, but she's still stuck with this gimmick. Yeah. Yep. And so I do hope that that Charlotte beat the gimmick out of her. Yeah. You know, I, I hope that I would love to have it like come back. I'm always such a fan of like stark contrasts, though. So like if she came back with like like I mean, short hair, like dyed all crazy or something. Like I would be like, I want oh, new like Ruby Riot. Yeah, yeah, new Ruby, <laughs> new Ruby. So got, I, they... I want, I want Alexa Bliss to go back to the 
her first times in NXT where she like just like fucking like threw glitter everywhere. Tight. And her finisher was called the Sparkle Splash. Tight. I just, I just want to go back to that just for my own like amusement. Well, I can laugh. Well, I guess there's Nikki. I was gonna say besides Bianca, is there like a little kid role model? And I guess Nikki there's ASH. Nikki. Yeah. ASH. Yeah. Make make Alexa the new Bailey. It will never work. That's the oh, thing. No. But I also like, but like, yeah, like uh from like following Alexa on like uh uh you know like Instagram or whatever, I honestly think she just seems like I don't know. Like I she just like a fucking like seems like one of those like adult Disney folks, you know? Like just yeah. a sweet oh, she bub- is. bubbly person. She's so Zack maybe, Ryder. Yeah, it's just whatever her fucking I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm curious. I'm glad that this gimmick has come to its conclusion. I thought it was a fine way to do it. The beatdown at the end, I was hoping would be a little bit more like um, I don't know, finite, like something. I, I was honestly hoping another spooky thing would happen, but apparently we had to fucking save it for the main event. Yep. Uh, real quick, just while it's on my mind, I just want to say Matt Cardona is good at his job. Dude, he's that guy. Always, he's always been good at his job. Like, you just haven't been watching. I know, but the way he is promoting, I don't follow him on Twitter, and I see every single one of his tweets. Because they always him, get fucking shared around. Well, him and Effie are, like, in a feud right now, and they are fucking, like, they... I mean, it's for the internet title, so of course they're doing shit on the internet, but they are... They're just good. Like, yeah, they're oh, not... Yeah. They're not like being like too mean. They're joking around, but they're just like, they're like, yeah, we're going to have this match. And it's, it's just interesting. Like to watch him, like I've never been interested in him. And ever since he left the WWE and ever since he won the GCW title, I've been interested in him. And yeah, I've had a a periphery. I'm I'm on his side. There's been like a very peripheral scope of like, Zack Ryder of being like the dude could work, but like the character from at least when I had been watching and on was like, yeah, it was very one dimensional. I liked his character, but that like that was like from like 2011 when he was really getting over. That's the thing. That's yeah, I, was I very that. endearing. I I missed that part of it, and so I was kind of like, all right, he's just like a you know. I thought of him as a good hand, a mechanic, but like uh, to see this character development and him genuinely pissing off so many fucking dumbass GCW fans. <laughs> It's so fun. It's so fun. And like the, it seems like he just doesn't give a fuck. The, the fucking Matt Cardona spinner belt. I was like this dude. All right. He won me over. Yeah. Yeah. He rocks. Uh, Sorry. That was just a quick tangent good, because good I want Cardona you say to know that I respect him. Okay. Good. We're a pro um, Matt Cardona podcast. Yeah. Um, Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. They just, they just smacked each other a lot. Just which big, is, just, which is all I want. Just besides Jeff, I guess, just big boy sl- smacking. But Jeff was putting in licks too. Jeff, I, I, I think I, initially I was like, oh great, add Jeff to the match to fucking have someone take the pin. But Jeff like was the most entertaining in the match. Yeah, I, I think that I think that like juxtaposition of styles because like Priest is the bridge between Sheamus and Jeff. And so Jeff and Seamus, that's a weird mix of styles. But when you have that extra guy in there, so you can have the big fucking meat slapping meat, but then you can have Jeff come and like fly around and be an idiot. But then you have priests that can do both. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, priest kept his title and is tight. Yeah. 
Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Uh, this match was great. It's what uh, we wanted. There was a, it's what I wanted, I guess. I wanted to watch them wrestle. Um, Bianca, like I said this when Nella was on, she's improved so much. Like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, she was in the WrestleMania main event. and But like watching her not think and just watching her wrestle and like watching her character, like I think she's she's made it like she's so fucking good i um what did what did y'all think of the finish so it was like i would agree with totally with you that the match was like what yes. we wanted the match was good the, this the, seems the to match be a ended with, with through this fucking show yes. so sasha banks sasha banks returned at the end of the match to cause a, a disqualification oh, i was hyped to see sasha but like yeah it's Dude, like a, a dq overbooked. finish on a pay-per-view come on yeah yeah like come on um well it's the way you make bianca strong and yeah uh, in their eyes it's the way you make her look strong and don't let becky lose it yet right and i i do agree with that i agree with that even a dq finish i don't hate it's just that the cause like the causation of it was just like oh it i don't know and then when when, when becky like gave her the little thumbs up and then sasha beat the shit out of becky it's like well now no that's fine no that fucking rocks I, the whole thing, I was just like, the, it was overbooked. The, it was an overbooked wind out of the match for me. Yeah. Um, I wish. Um, yeah. Do you think because Charlotte showed up on SmackDown and beat up Bianca and Becky again, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it Sasha? No, Bianca and Becky. So, do you think they're going to tease the four horsewomen for a minute? How no. long is Bailey out? Bailey's still gonna be out for a bit. So okay, okay. It's I mean, this is what I this is what I want. Like I want the best wrestlers to wrestle each other, but yeah. like um I want uh, at least like a like a let's finish the chapter before starting another one. Yes, yes, 100 percent But I would like think of think of the four four horsewomen together just fucking running shit for a minute. That'd be tight. Yeah, it would be rad. It, it's just like in the honestly, like the real issue with and it that I had with it. Heel, but I don't think if you have them together, they're going to be heel. Yeah, that's there. true. And you also like. But they like, all the are. Networks and they show. all are better as heels. That's yes, wild. Se- separately, yes. But if you put them together, they're not going to get booed. Do you and think just, they'd be someone could compare well, it that it could be like the NWO? Do you think well, they could be like that? Yeah, they're gonna be. They just be too cool. It's like undisputed era. There's, it's too cool. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That Um, that makes sense. And then it's, you would have all the star power under one roof. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, that sucks too. Like Bianca, who could be on a team with Bianca to go against them? War games. War games. (laughs) That's the thing. That's so like that, and that's the real issue is that it's just two times in a row that the a return has been. Uh, at the expense of Bianca, which again, storytelling that we've seen in wrestling a million times. It's just with how much improvement we got from Bianca and the the, the small title reign that we got with her. I it just kind of personally, I just don't. It sucks to see it happen so much, even though I'm sure it, she has a lot more career ahead of her than yes. honestly anyone else involved in this storyline. Yes. But you know, I just hope it all comes up. I hope it all comes up, Bianca. Yeah. Roman Reigns fucking dead. defeated fucking the fish, Finn Balor. Dude, with fucking demon. God, with God on his side, dude. I don't with think God it was God. With, I think it was Paul Heyman. Was God on his fucking side? Yeah, bro. Paul Heyman. 
G-O-D, um, capital G, Gorillas of Destiny on their side, dude. So, like, yeah, it was cool for a minute. And then I like the were, match for a minute. There were red lights. And I was like, is Bray back? Is that what's fucking happening? Bray is back. Can and we, then before Finn, before the red lights, yes. before okay. this, go, go. So I don't remember did, anything before the red light. So because it was just a solid match. It was a Roman match. Like you got you had Finn out there doing his demon shit. Like it was it was a pretty good match. It was fun. Uh, it gets spilled out into the outside. It goes spilling into the crowd. Paul where, Heyman gives Roman a mask. I liked it. But then it was also I, I like, actually I actually that's both for Roman's health. Yes. As well as it's just such a it's a little bit of a statement it's a good statement as well as i just love like it shows that Heyman is in character i'm protecting my guy so much look at this yeah, yeah. like he's my guy look, i'm gonna like, <laughs> it, it made just it like look... a little like a little sprinkle of something cool it yeah, made it look it more dangerous for finn stuff. to be out there <laughs> it's like why is also, the other guy wearing a mask yeah it's also really cool that um the biggest guy in WWE right now, right, is shown wearing a mask fighting people, whether he's a heel or not. Like it's he's the most popular person in WWE right, right now. I and liked I liked it in the sense cool. that you know there's gonna be some sort of fucking anti-maskers who are like the fucking champion's a big old fucking pussy then with the fucking <laughs> mask on. No, like he just kn- he was fighting cancer. I know, right? But you know that there's oh, people oh, who are gonna be pissed. A fucking pussy wearing a mask. Why you just muzzle. Oh, well, great now. Oh, now what? I'm supposed to wear a mask? Like, so I don't know. I, I you could just see the Braun people getting Strowman pissed about it. Down. And it, it <laughs> what are you talk about Romans wearing a mask like a little pussy bitch? <laughs> but okay, so then it spills back over towards the ringside, and that's where it looks like because Finn takes a big spear. Finn's it goes through the announce table. He looks. It looks dead. like it's done. Gets it looks shot. like it's done. And that's when the lights go red. And then there's a heartbeat sound and poor Finn. I think maybe just the audio was off, but he had to like fucking flop around to the sound and he was off a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. It'd be but, impossible to be fucking 100 percent on that. Like, yeah, the, like the reverb of the of a fucking arena. arena. Yeah. yeah. So he was flopping and then he uh, came back to life. Which, and, which to me is I don't give a fuck about. It's fine. It wasn't. I, it wasn't terrible. I also if, didn't hate the end because Paul Heyman fucking did it. Like God, um, he gets on the rope to do a coup de gras. I'm guessing. The worst um, part about all of this, too, by the way, before we get to this coup de gras moment, I, I'm sorry, I keep beleaguering yeah, the no, point. No, do it, do it. But fucking his music kept playing, which was so weird. That was that was dumb. That That's was what bad. I. I even keep the red light on. That's fine. I feel like oh, something supernatural. Because <laughs> dude, it was so confusing. It was like it made it feel like he won. Yes, but then you know, so yeah, and then he he comes back. He's alive. His music's still playing. The lights red. He's fired back up. Like nothing even happened. So yeah, he, and then he crawls to the top to hit a coup de gras. And what and happened? Huh? The top rope falls down. Because Paul Heyman broke him. it. Because I Paul Heyman was walking in the background. I saw him. But then they pointed up to the heavens. They pointed to the heavens for the show to go off the air. And then they didn't make mention of Paul Heyman being like sneaky, sneaky, sneaky on Friday. I think they're going. Yeah, they with, just mentioned him. Well, I think I they're know. going was, with. Did Finn ever show up again? Think about this. When was the last time we saw God in WWE? It was 2006. <laughs> All right. This is the era of returns, but dude. Roman Roman doesn't worship a God. He worships, worships the Samoan gods. 
That's, so it's not the god that you're thinking of. It's the ancients from Samoa. It's the rock. <laughs> I'm not I'm not thinking it's of the rock. Christian. I don't mean the Christian god. I just it's, mean whatever the fucking eternal force out there is. It's the Maui WWE from superstar. Moana. It's the no, it's the was the WWE superstar god. Which yeah, is just, oh. which is just a light. Oh, okay. Which is just the light. I mean, and the light was. came on after the ropes collapsed. God, the character, the kayfabe version of God. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman might have God. <laughs> we'll see. I would love it if they never, if it's if this is just another thing that we never ever get a follow-up on. That would be honestly <laughs> ideal. What if it's Vince? It was me, Roman. <laughs> I made the ring collapse. Um, well, I guess it, he would have been on Roman's side. It would have been it's me, Finn. Um, yeah, so was Finn on SmackDown? Uh no. <sighs> See, that's what makes me mad. It's like, okay, so are you killing the demon? What are you doing? Uh, that's actually, if you want the answer, that's protecting the demon. Okay, okay. Because the demon's never been beat like clean except against Samoa Joe once. And so they're protecting him. They are um he was he really he... not beat in main roster WWE? No. Uh, oh, okay. Do you remember when he fucking like squashed Bobby Lashley? Was well, yeah, that, that also but, at WrestleMania as but, the demon. But that made sense because it was Bobby Lashley back then. It's not Bobby Lashley now. But but still, like Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of regular Finn Balor. That's true. Yeah. And so, but then and that's demon, why it was like, a big demon. It was a big. It was a big deal when he did not face Brock as the demon because it was like, oh, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to have my super fucking strength on you. Yeah, and he fucking lost. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I mean, I, this whole Roman shit because apparently Friday, Brock Lesnar was like, "I'm a free guy. I'm Ryan Reynolds. I'm free guy." Yeah, and no, they, they just do that to make sure because Brock isn't around enough. To, yeah. So like, you you don't want to pin him to a brand. Yeah, no one's yeah. drafting Brock Lesnar. I like that he's like, no, I'm doing my own thing because I like him being able to show up the fuck, you know? Well, and I like him to be like, yeah, because of Paul Heyman. Like, I love this fucking... Paul Heyman is the most interesting character WWE right now because you don't Absolutely. know whose side he's on. He's a or, little shite. Or little just shite wrestling in general. Use. Yeah. He's... You don't know what side he's on. Like, is he going to turn on Roman or... Like, is he going to just manage Roman and Brock at the same time and see if it coexists? Yeah. I, I would love to at least have a couple months of that, of just him trying to do damage control and, like, keep his two fucking alphas away from each other. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I love it. And, like, I guess Roman was mad because the Usos weren't drafted to SmackDown. And uh, it's just intriguing. It's a, so we're, it's a weird, subtle story that's so intriguing. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, and, guess guess why? Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. We're only halfway, as we're recording this episode, we're only halfway through the draft, right? Are they doing the second half uh, this coming Monday? Or is yes. It, it, yes. Yes. So we'll see what happens with it. So, so only, it would be really only half the roster was available. Oh, okay. Yeah. For Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's just how they do it. So they can pop ratings on both shows. So Fox and USA are happy. Yeah, exactly. and but, uh, isn't yeah. this one a little weird because Fox and USA had to have input? Well, they, they've always had a bit of input, but they had some more. They're like extra pissed, right? This is my favorite thing about what's going on in WWE is like, and because it just the, makes the, all the the, the network battles, the, the network the, battles, but it's making it for a more enjoyable shit. 
Yeah, it's like that's why. The, why the else would we get stuff, a? Why else would we get a Hell in a Cell of, match on SmackDown? You know, it's a little overblown, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure. Like everything is. Yeah, and so they they're just like trying to just pop numbers, and since they kind of got like they don't have to care about fucking views on their pay per views. Everything's now built to the shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, which makes the pay per views honestly fucking kind of inconsequential sometimes well they don't make i doubt they make as much money on the pay-per-views anymore right oh they, know, they, they got a billion, like a billion dollars from dollar peacock. Deal. yeah but yeah okay. but it's like but that's not like uh that's you know that's obviously like i don't my guess is they have to put more creative energy into what they do week to week than what they do at the end of the fucking yeah. cycle for a pay-per-view yeah I mean, they're it, essentially paying, getting paid 2.5 billion over the course of five years yeah two different fucking networks that's true and that's the thing that's kind of interesting is like where so aew is kind of i mean tbs and tnt are the the t's the the beginning t is the same turner right like i don't think yes so it's it's all they're still under the same umbrella yeah uh and so like that's it's that's the to me the most interesting thing about wwe is how they are navigating two different tv networks yeah uh because I like they're just such a massive fucking company and it's really going to be weird to see how this next like couple years turns out because it sucks like it's wild that the pandemic really threw so many fucking wrenches into like how much they were projecting you know to make on live shows or whatever 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 to see like if one of these networks just finally has enough and fucking I don't know man I don't know I'm really excited to see what happens with WWE in the coming couple years what's wild about that is that they are um like wrestling in general is still like comparatively to other stuff like on USA, like they're fucking killing it still. Yeah, they're still getting millions of fucking views. Well, that's because everyone's already seen all those episodes of SVU. Yeah, and and comparatively to like even like on like just TV in general, the numbers are good. It's just not what wrestling used to be. But TV's not what it used to be. But it's like when you see like um, you know, basketball games and like football ones still doing super good numbers, and you compare it to that, you're like, well, and they view wrestling as it's the same thing as a live sport, and so though it's a little bit more DVR proof for them. Did so their advertisers right. will pay more for it? Did wrestling ever beat traditional sports? Ever? I mean, wrestling beats stuff like hockey and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm talking about the big three, like. NFL specifically. There's just NFL. Did it has no. it ever beaten the NFL? Head to head, probably not. Probably and not. Like, but it, probably it, it, not playoff basketball and probably not uh playoff baseball. I'll say baseball regularly hundred percent just because there's 163 games. Yeah. But and pro like, wrestling, pro wrestling on TV has a longer history than any of those sports. Mm-hmm. So like it, it was it was one of those things that like other sports came in and took away from pro wrestling. Obviously, not WWE, yeah. but like pro wrestling has always been a major. Well, actually, major. Some, some W, especially because they were always a New York market. That's true, New York. But yeah, like wrestling has always been like a top attraction for TV because, like, uh, you could film it with one camera. At yeah. the, you know, back in the day, it was so much cheaper to film. Same with boxing, and wrestling is way more fucking exciting than boxing. It would be, it would be uh, back then. I mean, you, you had some some heaters in boxing. But it's like you had, it, it was like an event. Like the family would gather around on Saturday to tune to like fucking put the dial on channel two or whatever. And it's fucking time for the wrestling. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so it's got a longer story, like story than football or basketball or stuff, which obviously has way larger fan bases now. Yeah. Than, I just don't wrestling. Think, I don't think it should be compared to life sports. Like that's, but they put themselves in that box. It's been helping them get more money. Okay. It's true. Okay. Because it is live. It's live. And sports it's live every week where, uh, sports have a gap. So I guess that makes sense. And it's like on paper, it makes sense because it's like scripted, right? So you can write a good story where it's like you could have a fucking bunk ass fucking football game. You know, can you what you're gonna get? Yeah, you can. But I mean, if, even then, if you watch every single, if you watch for me, if it's, it's any game. They're all fucking boring. Oh fuck you! It's the best <laughs> football, football, football. No, I probably would enjoy a shitty game. That's just I like watching like it that, if I'm with Raiders people who game like it. People were talking about on the internet. I bet that would have been a trip to watch. Oh, it was great. Man, um, I gotta pee. Talk about what you want. I don't want to talk. No, now we're talking talk about, about Rodney. All right. What, what now let's talk. Let's talk about hot Rodney. Well, I don't think so. Look, I don't think there's anything else that happened on Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules or SmackDown because it was all geared towards the draft. I mean, we could go through here. Let's just do that. So Raw has drafted Biggie, the Beige, okay, uh, Bianca Belair, okay. RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle, Edge, Riddle. Rhea Ripley, and Nikki A.S.H. To be completely honest with you, I did not realize that was a current tag team. They're the champions. Fucking A, dude. I'm not doing a good job. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. a good job keeping up. Uh, Keith Lee. Uh, you say his full name. Keith Bearcat Lee. Thank you. Uh, yeah, which is fucking... I'm fine with that. That man pounces. I think of him for his pounce. Also, it's a play off of a really old wrestler that was like one of Vince's fucking favorites for whatever reason. It's called Bearcat Wright. And okay. So, like people were really worried about it, but it's like I saw a tweet and I, I totally agree with it. It's like, no, like you got to understand this is Vince giving him something like this is a this is going to be the shove. Yeah, right. Like that's it, to, to be like named after a legacy kind of fucking guy. Yeah, that's a that's a compliment. It's, coming a, from it's one of those it's one of those things that like i remember when they said that uh, when aj styles came in like vince just really didn't get him too much but he had a meeting with vince and he was just telling like i'm a you know like you're gonna be a pit bull like you're gonna you're small but like you can do it and then once vince had that in his head like okay he's a pit bull like he was able to run with something and it wasn't just like he's the good match guy it's like, oh, he's AJ the Pitbull. He's That's true. I mean, Vince could give a single shit about any wrestler's like move set or like how well they can put together a match. He just needs a character. Yeah. Um, go, on. go on. Ray and Dominic Mysterio uh, to Raw and Austin Theory called up. Yeah. And so then on Talking Smack today, this morning, breaking news. Breaking. There was some more draft selections. So going to Raw is War. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to Raw? Because we haven't hit SmackDown yet. Nia Jax. Okay. Do drop. Uh-huh. Zelina Vega. Got it. America's Moist Wanted, John Morrison. Ooh. Are they splitting the Miz and Morrison up? Reggie. Reggie. R-Truth. Wait, we're drafting Reggie? Is Reggie having matches? Yeah. Actually, he's um, the 24 7 champion, right? Fucking it. Yeah. I told you I'm not doing a good job. Also, him and Ricochet had a match for the 24 7 title that was just them flipping, and it was really fucking cool. Wait, I'm, uh, did I miss all the draft picks? Yeah. Just raw. Um, um, our, um, we already said our truth. Okay. Drake Maverick. Ooh. T Bar. Yeah. All right. We're still doing T Bar. 
Akira Tazawa. Hey, all right. The Alpha Academy. Tight. And Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz. Ooh. So change of scenery for Cruz, which is cool because you could tell like they still want to do something with them. I like how they did more announcements on Talking Smack than they did on the fucking episode of SmackDown. Okay. Did you did, did we talk about uh Happy Corbin and Madcap Riddle? Not yet. Madcap. Okay. Madcap Moss. <laughs> Madcap so, Moss. I'll I'll go with what they drafted yesterday on SmackDown, and then you can hit us with those uh sweet sweet breaking news. Uh, so. No surprise to anyone, Roman Reigns is staying on SmackDown. Yes. Charlotte Flair staying on SmackDown. She was on SmackDown? No, she was on Raw. There we go. I'm not doing good at this. She's the Drew McIntyre. She's the Raw Women's Champion. Fucking A, dude. Fuck yeah, so both dude. champions are on SmackDown. Fuck the, me in my fucking it'll, face, it'll dude. Change, don't worry. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, he was on Raw. I Drew remember McIntyre. that. Yeah. Uh, New Day, uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. <laughs> this was the debut of Madcap Moss, right? I think Last so. week I, was. This sounds like a fucking NXT 2.0 character. Should I be. forgot he was still there. Dude, Riddick fucking Moss, get out of here. Dude. Happy Corbin. Two football bros hanging out. That's the thing. They'll probably be yeah. fine. They'll probably end up having some fun. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. If we, If you just... T- take somebody who is not even born yet <laughs> looking back on this time those fun names like who's this happy corbin and madcap moss guy that's how that what a wild what time in pro wrestling shit? what the fuck is wrestling uh hit row that rocks. rocks that is such a big call up we'll t- oh, i want to get into that yeah we'll talk well, about them more specifically uh naomi and jeff hardy two very colorful acts mm-hmm. and and then the supplemental picks Today on Talking Smack for Smack Down. Tony Storm. Tony Kite. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Aaliyah's Mysteria? not around no. anymore. Aaliyah. Aaliyah's Aaliyah. has passed. Aaliyah from formerly of the Robert Stone brand. <laughs> oh, not her pop nickname, icon. Her, her nickname at one point was the Cat's Meow. Kite. Alicia Fox 2.0? She's bad, <laughs> but she's a good geek. Yeah. So I enjoy her. Mace. Tight. Split Wait, up Mace they and T-Bar. Yeah. Well, they're keeping the names. Dying. I guess. They're going to die. Drew, they're both tall. They'll have a chance. Okay. They're both very tall. They'll both have a chance. Uh, Drew Gulak. Wow, okay. Drew Heavy Brand. Mansoor and... Mustafa Ali. Okay. Okay. And that is it for that one. Wait, didn't Austin Aries get called up? Austin, Austin Theory, Theory got called up Theory. Uh, to, to Raw. To Raw. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Austin yeah the- Aries got called. So up. that is now that okay. I'm bad today. I wasn't keeping track, but so Austin Theory, that's an NXT call up. Hit Rose an NXT call up. Uh, and Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. And Tony. Oh, no, Tony was already. already, Yep, that's right. That's right. Oh, they didn't draft Shotzi, though, huh? Yeah, but only half the roster was available. Okay, okay. So we're still, yeah, we still have another one to go. So they uh, didn't get to choose which half? It's all fake. Yeah, but make it seem seem fair in my head. I know, I agree with you. Don't Tony con this. Nope, I agree with Oster. Don't Tony con this and do this as a shoot. It's 
you can fake. This. Well, as Fine. Tony Khan, I have complete creative control. I don't even let the EVPs have any input. It's gotten oh, I'm like a Brian way better. Cage. Uh, but that know, was the right move. It was a way better show. <laughs> they're, they're do- he's doing a way better. I like job. At, a, at a certain point, Tony just has to be like, look, yes, no, I don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. Okay, I know. <laughs> yes, but I have to rein everything in. So hopefully someone can push him. No, 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 <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah, I, that stuff. And apparently, man, I can't, all I'm saying is I can't wait to watch Rhodes to the top, dude. This is going to be such a damn it. No, I can't no, wait. No, 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 no. I watched it. Didn't oh, they, really? didn't they do the promo? Yeah. Of the show, was, the baby promo. God. I don't know if it's supposed to make these people likable. but they, Yes, they are not. That's what, exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. It makes them look even worse. But I bet in their heads, they're like, look at us. There's no charisma. Like, there's no, like... (sighs) Also, the show itself is very, very disjointed. Yes. So there's Because it's just a... Oh, it's just two narcissists jacking themselves off. And And I can't believe it. It's like, I've watched Total Divas and Bellas before. There's narratives that they start. It's like, that they were trying to do for each character. There's like a story that they're going to be working through. And so, like, there's cohesion. Like, it's like when, you know, Natty was trying to fuck TJ, and that was like a storyline that TJ mm. just cared more about wrestling. And yeah. so, like, that was a thing. And so, all right, he wasn't super romantic or like their wedding. That right, was like little storyline story stuff. Yeah, there was not, there's none of it. It was just bad. It was Dude. so bad. And it's crazy because, like, it's such a weird time because I don't, I, I don't know what the ratio is of how many people are fucking hyped on Cody versus how many people are wa- are like also kind of watching him get shoved out <laughs> of like, obviously like I've, he's not in, it's been around for a while that him and the other EVPs, there's like him and then there's the other EVPs. And obviously with the creative stuff yeah. being put on with Tony, it's like, I think Cody is kind of getting, and I, he maybe a, a initiated the spark to get this thing really rolling, but I don't think, it's interesting that he has the one with the TV show. And I think he is the one who's getting fallen from grace with everybody. Well, and I read, well, God, don't put Kenny on a TV show. <laughs> oh, hell don't no. put Kenny or the no. young bucks on a TV show. And I also, I also like read a thing where the EVP title is uh, a uh, kayfabe title. No, oh, it's like in name now. only. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, they don't do anything. Yeah. But, um, I mean, also, Cody has always been trying to branch out. Um, he just sees himself he, as so well, much also, larger like, than life, but he well, is so other, mediocre. The other guys that have been friends before and really been through the trenches, if you will. Right. Yeah, um, and Cody's had the shit handed to him. Um, yeah, Cody jumped in later, was a friend of a friend. And I also think they have two very differing ideas of what they want from that. Yeah, Cody wants his dad. Yeah, Cody wants a little bit more of an old school show. And the, the Young Bucks want cool shit. <laughs> the Young Bucks want, like, they want flips and a bunch of whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they want. And so it's two kind of different schools of thought. And honestly, if you go one way or the other, it would be fine. Because I, I, like, some of my favorite pro wrestling is just some of the most bare bones pro wrestling angles. I love that stuff. And then I also love PWG. <laughs> so. It, it it's cool to right. have one way or the other, but it's like in the show that they present, it's like Cody's stuff that he's trying to do is very old school pro wrestling. Is um, so like it feels like it's in a totally different world. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then it's like for 20 minutes or whatever, they like flip to this other channel. Yeah. And, then it's like, and oh, Arn so- Anderson has a gun. Yeah, and Arn Anderson is like calls Cody a loser, and he's like, <laughs> if somebody is trying to take your car and um, you would get out and just say don't hurt me, I'd grab my Glock and spread his brains on the concrete. It's like, what the fuck, Arn? Arn, armed Anderson, dude. I like that going around. <laughs> yeah, he keeps that fucking thing on him, dude. Oh, yeah, he keeps that MFN thing on him, dude. It kind of, it's and so also, it, it's just weird like when you when you hear like you hear his promo voice, and it's way different than his like actual voice. Yeah, because like I've just heard a lot of stories about Arn Anderson and like how he talks and everything, and everybody's just like I can just imagine those boys because like when he was calling out Sim Snuka for almost killing the Undertaker by like not catching him on that WrestleMania dive, he was, <laughs> and like he was just like there was a there was almost a death last night. It was your fault. <laughs> and so just like him, like I'm gonna shoot you in the head. You gonna take my car? I guess I'll shoot you. Spill your brains out. Paint the paint the sidewalk with your brains. Man, that's wild. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Anyway, Cody. I think Cody is just such a fascinating fucking person, and I can't. I'm just gonna watch on the outside of a collapse of a of a human man. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Um. Do we? How? Okay, so I don't have a ton from AEW Grand Slam, but we. To I don't to, remember. Except the dream match, y'all. Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. Yeah, it was opening excellent. the show. Yeah, what did y'all think? Yeah, right, it you. We, that, it was the one we've been waiting for. It's it's the, it's just it's a it was a big deal and it was a great match. I love the time limit draw. I thought yeah. everything about it, good stuff. It was it was what I was expecting to go in, um, which was just going to be awesome. Uh, Brian really just wants to lay it on his head. Yep. Um, and then yeah, doing the time limit draw is great. Um, you know that they held stuff back, which I enjoy. Yeah, because you it's gonna make you want it more in the later matches. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. I nothing bad to say. Yeah, totally. Uh, there I uh there was the the Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho match as well. That, uh, uh, I felt bad for that match. I kind of did too. That match uh, it was the main event, but the reason as to why it was the main event is not as uh, happy. Oh, Corbin. really? as you would want it to be oh really um so with the you don't want some of the other matches to get cut because you're on tv time Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that if they were going to do danielson and kenny last nobody can go over on any time yeah you have to have the 30 minutes for the draw yeah right you plus then entrances plus like the beat down after you have to have a lot of time so if something else goes too long or they oh. kind of miss time some shit, then you have to trim that down. And that's the one thing you can't. Yeah. So you put that at the beginning, then everybody else plays into it. And that's why it seemed like that match, because there was a lot of other stuff that happened. Britt Baker and Ruby Soho didn't get that much. But I think if they would have even gotten more, the crowd wouldn't have cared even more. They didn't give a shit at this match. And they would have even gave even less of a shit. Yeah, apparently last night, or well, when it was taped, when Jade Cargo was coming out, someone had a sign that said bathroom break. Beer break. But Beer yes. break. And they, she like fucking flipped it off, which is tight. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a bummer. It's a bummer. That is a bummer. The match itself was fun. I mean, Ruby Soho, I think, is such a fucking good addition of all the ex WWE people that they've signed. Like, Ruby Soho is going to give 
something to that division that, you know, I don't know. Well, someone to help other people get good. Yeah. And, and be able to start compelling storylines with people who aren't quite as established yet. Like they have, they have a built-in person with like huge recognized, like, you know, recognition that, it, you know, it has the star power that's going to, yeah, like you say, elevate who is already there. I think she was a, such a, a big get for them, but even more so than like, like, I hate to say this, y'all, but Malachi Black is bumming me the fuck out. I mean, except I'm going to buy tickets to Prestige Wrestling, bro, because you know he's Hell coming. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like, it, it's, I might, when it, October? Yeah, the tickets go on sale. Uh, okay. Oh, maybe yesterday? Is no. the show in February? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, February is a scary time to drive to Oregon. Uh, <laughs> I did it last year and it was terrifying. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, yeah, I hope he goes. He's just in this Cody thing. And I think he's done with Cody now and maybe it'll Fingers get better. Um, I wanted to care about him. I don't like he put so much investment in his characters. I liked him so much more in NXT when he was just like cool guy and not like he wasn't. It wasn't a character thing. I like the mysteriousness of it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't care about the fucking contact lens. I don't care about, I just want to see him fucking wrestle because I like like having that like mysterious aura and you'd come out and you'd get little sprinklings of stuff, which I I really enjoy, but then he'd go in there and he was a fucking killer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, And when he's fucking fighting Rosario Dawson and Cody, you don't get to see the cool shit. Well, he's out there being like, there's a traitor amongst you. And it's like, it's Rosario Dawson. It's like, what are you doing, Malachi? Exactly. So, yeah, I think it, once he moves away from this Cody stuff and, you know, the whole point of it is not anything against Malachi. It's just that I think the addition of, of someone like Ruby does so much more for that division than the addition of someone like Malachi yeah. who just has yeah. that WWE and, like, oh, look who we got kind of and thing. E- and eventually we'll get the fucking Malachi Kenny match and it's going to be fucking bonkers. We live in a world where now we can get Kenny or Malachi versus Brian. Oh man, like, yeah. It, yeah, that's going to totally. be insane. It'll be wild, fucking wild. But he's also—I don't know if he's going to stick around in AEW for a while because he's just doing every indie date he can. Malachi, Malachi yeah, Black, yeah, yeah. He's—he's yeah, yeah, he's doing PWG. He's doing Defy. He's doing Prestige, or maybe he's just doing Prestige, not Defy. But I think he'll probably end up doing Defy too. Yeah, but like also real quick shout out prestige. Did we go to their first show, Isai? Yeah. And now they're fucking booking uh Malachi Black. Like they've been doing well, but like defy prestige, like the Northwest is like fucking amping up their wrestling. Yeah, it's which been a rocks. long time um since the Northwest had like any wrestling since like the eighties, like since Donald. like Roddy Piper. Yeah, since Roddy Piper came out of Portland. And so um, it's cool to see Will, uh, former guest. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Friend of the show. But it, it, it rocks. Like, yeah. That's I, like, I, I moving. That's one of the things when Katie and I were like talking about moving out here. It's like, oh, we're going to be able to go see so much more fucking awesome wrestling. Yeah. That's that's a thing I'm excited for. Good wrestling. Good wrestling. And, I, and Isai, I might get real into basketball if I have a basketball team. <laughs> Got a team to root for, dude. Me too. Let's do it together, Derek. Let's yeah, get let's into get the into the Blazers. Blazers. Let's fucking do it. Um, fuck the Blazers. Fuck you. Hey, fuck you. That's game time. Now. More like lame time. No, uh-uh. I don't know. Well, I don't know the. I don't know the characters yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all the characters yet. 
Bugs I don't Bunny. Know the, I, I don't know the superstars. Bugs Bunny, Danny DeVito, <laughs> um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Any anyway, other y'all. shit we want to talk about? Or do you want to answer some questions from our pals? Let's just fucking answer some Let's questions. Let's answer some questions. We're going to be. Bricker is the man. Uh, yeah, what love, do, you, do you say I, something about a dog? Um, He told like, he's like, I don't give a shit if you want friends. If, like, if you want a friend, get a dog. Yeah, he's that rocks. He's that rocks. He's, he like looks and wrestles like Rick Steiner, talks like Scott Steiner. We got a superstar in the making. And speaking of superstars in the making, Tony D'Angelo still. A gift, uh, a gift I, to the genuine wrestle boys, it, Tony. It, oh my god! It has been. I haven't seen anything because it was. I saw the first one and then it was cut from the Hulu cut last week, and I didn't watch this week. Did he debut I, this week or does he debut next week? Just another promo. <laughs> and his promos are fire, dude. I yeah, love it's them. the best. I wasn't <laughs> making. There's no money in amateur wrestling, so I'm like, hey, forget about it. I guess I'm going to NXT. I know the real money's in NXT. It's like, well, Tony, it's actually. I mean, has he said sleep bad. with the fishes yet? Is it said a gabagool? <laughs> gabagool. No, yeah, I don't think he said sleep with the fishes yet. Probably say hey, we're gonna have promos. some chicken cutlets tonight. <laughs> some sausage and peppers. Some peppers and sausage. Some cutlets. <laughs> Get a couple cement shoes for you. Man, I love I'm just repeating well. stuff I hear from Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Gr- same. <laughs> yeah. I was raised in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> I got, I got uh, Chicago. I was raised yeah. in Chicago, but went to Buffalo. It doesn't sound like he's anywhere near yeah. Chicago. Hey, I'm no. from Chicago. <laughs> hey, 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 forget about it. <laughs> oh, oh. He's Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question time. Uh, this is from Flighty Butler. Oh, also, 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 yes, one more. Oh, uh, the Creed brothers are the fucking best, and Roddy yes. versus Grayson uh, Waller was awesome because Roddy is so good. Made Grayson look like a million bucks. Which fucking hell yeah, hell fuck yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, Roddy. Shout out Rodney. Um, best noodle dish. Best noodle dish. Noodle this. Oh, this. Um, I don't know. Ooh, I, I recently had. Oh, you, fuck. Ever, you ever had a nice master choy? Ooh. I'm gonna make sure I'm fucking saying this right. Um, spaghetti. I like spaghetti. Um, my the best noodle dish I've ever had uh is fucking uh penne alla vodka at Vincenzo's. This little old man in Boise uh makes this little old Italian man makes this fucking best Italian food, and yeah, penne alla vodka. Shout out Vinny. Shout out Vincenzo. Uh, Jenna makes penne alla vodka. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's excellent. Really, it's always smells fucking so good, but I don't like creamy sauces too much. There's this place I'm trying to remember what it's called. There's this place that uh, here in Salem called the Happy Bibimbap House. Okay, and uh, I'm trying to remember the the noodle dish I had there, but it was like noodles over this like, like the bimbi bop. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. I, only reason I'm, I know it's from Master uh, Chef. Unskinny bop, oh. yeah, by poison. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the I don't know, but it's like this. Like they have this like noodle dish. It's like this like black bean over like either beef or seafood option. Ooh. But it's fucking good, dude. Hell I, yeah. I love I love a good noodle dish. I like a saucy noodle dish. I like Hell a yeah. saucy. 
Yeah. I, I like basically sp- a, I like, I like soup. spaghetti. I like spaghetti. I do I like, love spaghetti, dude. I, like, I love dude, a fucking spaghetti and meatballs. That's good. That's fucking Vincenzo's uh the perfect meatballs. Go um, to Vincenzo's sometime, you say. Okay. It's worth I, it. How's their how's their like marinara sauce? Is it more sweet? Is it so be- so this dude is straight up from Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh he'll he comes out and he will he makes like northern Italy food and you cannot get it any other way. Well no, I was wondering like I'm I'm kind of particular about it is sauce. it's not very sweet. It's That's like fine. just That's straight good. up like real ass tomatoes that he no. gets from Italy. Like no. It's it's insanely traditional, so it's not that, sweet. That's fine. Um, yeah. Just the what Luciano sometimes like they added like a, a lot of like crushed yeah. red pepper or something, and I, I just didn't like it when it was like that. It was just very like peppery for it. I'm like, Vinc- no, 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 no. Vincenzo's is next level. Okay. Um, it is like it, he cooks all the food. This dude's like no, no, fucking no, 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 ninety. No, no, no. He's just like a guy. I just imagine yeah, an old man with like an apron on. Yeah. Yeah. Just and fucking he, he walks his out, fucking ass off. He, he'll kiss a baby, but he'll also just be like, um, you order this. It's good. Man, that guy sounds nice. He's like I a grumpy old the, man. He rocks. I found the name of the noodle dish. Oh. Jajangmyeon. Mmm. Jajangmyeon. It sounds good. It's a black bean noodle dish. I don't know. You, it's fucking tight. good. Tight. Um, what's the most burning question you have for a specific wrestler? Also, oh. let's say if you ask the wrestler this question, they have to answer honestly, no kayfabe. Oh my god, That's... there's so many wrestling secrets that I'd love to know. And wait, it said ask a wrestler, yeah. Does Vince McMahon count? He did yeah. wrestle, he wrestled, yeah. so definitely asking Vince a question. <laughs> Uh, he has to answer you? honestly. Yeah. What do you think about most of the day? That's honestly my burning question. Yeah. That's a, actually a really good, like, like, what, like, what, like, what, yeah, what do you think about, like, most of the day? Like, what are your thoughts? Just... What are your thoughts? Is it about, like, is it fucking sexual? Is it about farts? Is it, are you, yes. I, yes. Is yes yeah. You got it, pal. That's it. Later. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> I got a question for you. How'd you get in here? <laughs> Why uh, haven't you been thrown off the roof yet? Um, it's so tough because like there's like stuff that you'd want to know about like people, but then there's also stuff I'd want to know about like wrestling business as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's like I don't know. And the real question is, who threw the pie in Kevin Owens' face? Okay, that's a good one. Ask Kevin Owen who, who threw the pie in his face. Um. Um, I got I I got one, but I'd want this to be on in a shoot interview, and I get to ask uh, Carlos Colon like why he always covered up the murder of Bruiser Brody just to get him to admit he was fucking part of it. Like that's the yeah that's the thing. I, it would be really interesting to be like to get like somebody to admit shit like that or yeah, just like yeah. ask like Bret Hart. So what do you think about wrestling? And then just sit there for six hours and he just <laughs> yeah right Seth Rollins to. Like to fucking bullshit, and he's like, "I'm way better than." Seth um, I guess I don't really have a burning question. I would like recently. I, I mean, a burning question is like, "Kane, what's how's the fire?" Like, yeah. I would ask Champa. It's like, do you believe the shit you say about NXT 2.0 being like? Do you believe <laughs> this shit? 
that you're saying? I, that's a, honestly um, a good question because I don't. I, at this point, I don't. I don't know if he knows. I would ask Hunter. Do you believe this shit? See, Ooh, I would love to ask Hunter. Like, I, what do you think is happening? That I, I think I would ask Triple H. Like, do you think what? Vince has lost his fucking marbles? I, like, no, I, I would ask him. Do you think you could run WWE better than Vince? Ooh, that's why? a great one. Yeah. Well, and I think because if he has to, he has to answer honestly, like no kayfabe, no like. Well, you know, it's uh, different, you know, flavors of ice cream. Yeah, right. Sometimes you want chocolate. Sometimes you want vanilla. Other times you want the weird shit they do at Salt and Straw with blood. Yeah, and he's <laughs> that's had... what that's what I want. I want yeah. punk rock. Oh, yeah. I want like a real badass rocker show. And uh, he'd, he'd whatever have... Poppy's eating. And he'd have like. I mean, I think he'd have a better team. He'd have Sean with him, so I think he'd have uh, more respect over creative. Uh, and I, I'm trying to think if there's a, anything I would want to ask Sean or Brett or Steve. Steve's like, pretty much an open book. Damn kid, what do you want to know? <laughs> you know what? Here we go. We're straight up Steve Austin. Knock back what a couple you, Steve Wisers. I'll tell you whatever you want. Yeah, what do you, what do you want to know? I got that truth serum, a broken skull IPA, <laughs> El Segundo Brewing. I might ask. Oh, sir, ask me the question. I, no, I don't have one. <laughs> I might ask Nick Gage. What's it like to rob a bank? No. Is it real or fake? Like the whole Nick Gage persona, because I think it's real, but sometimes I think it's fake. Like he's so authentic, but he's so it's true. He never, it never really feels like you get a, well, I don't know. I think. And I might ask him if he actually cares about trans people. The the answer, the answer to both like the, is it real or fake is yes. Well, have you listened to him (laughs) on Ron Funch's podcast? The, the interview I did. did. The uh, recording was so bad, though. The recording wasn't great, but like uh, they brought he, Ron Funch has brought that up now again. That's recorded, so you never know exactly if someone's being honest. But yeah, I mean, he really had a very Nick Gage answer about it. Like, like who, who the fuck do I care? Like, you know, like what somebody like want? Like who somebody else is? Like if they're gonna yeah, tell me who they yeah. are, that's cool. All right, fuck that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll call and you like, whatever you want to be called. Yeah, like, it was I, just a very much like you know a thing of like i love effie effie's cool like it wasn't like a great profound answer but he was just like a very much like yeah i don't give a fuck i'm not this, i'm not gonna give time to give hate to somebody for just I, being themselves i guess that's that's just nick gage like he is i don't think he's a mastermind i'm, I'm I not trying to be rude i just don't think i I'm, i don't think he has that capacity to play 4d chess he has died yeah, exactly. so I think he's just I a don't bad think, motherfucker, dude. Yeah, I. But it's just intriguing because he's like not a shithead, but like he has so many shithead tendencies. Right. It would be interesting to try to crack that nut. That would be interesting. But like he had drug problems and all that. I don't know. And honestly, I think he wouldn't know how to answer. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'm just me all the well, time." Uh, according to the scenario, he has to. According to what? He has the, to tell you the truth. Yeah, to the scenario, he has to yeah. be honest. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I can't think of anything real interesting. Those are good good questions. Um, I like thinking about that. I would love to just fucking be able to sit down and talk to Vince McMahon. That would be like, if we we could have like. Like I said before, I would love to just follow Vince around for a day. Just hire a private investigator. For 24, like, no, just like be in the room with him for 24 hours. 
I could, if I had some time, I could think of a whole list of questions for John Cena. Ooh, where are you? I can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> like, is the total Bellas thing? How gimmicked were you on that? Like, do you really have all these rules for your house? Probably. I know, right? That's the almost, I almost don't want to know because probably like, does. Yeah. What are you? I see because John Cena and The Rock are both the same, except John Cena actually came out for fucking the Democratic Party this year, but (laughs) or last last year. But I want to know. Don't you remember The Rock's fucking video? It's like he's like backing Joe Biden. Yes, I do remember that. But before that, he was apolitical as fuck. So everyone liked him. Yeah, I would want to. That's what you have to do when you're The Rock. I would want to know Cena. I would want to know Cena's real views. Um, because I love him and I want to know if it's okay if I love him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, Derek, with your questions, you're at, you're in dangerous territory. Cause like you might find out something about somebody that you admire that really shatters. Yeah. That's the but thing. That's good to and know. Maybe, good maybe to know. I shouldn't know the truth. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah. question. Next, next question. Thank you, flighty for all of those great questions. Uh, the two great questions, um, armed Anderson, uh, Knox gods, uh, Bryson, a little fuck bag. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite musical release of the year? Oh, wow. Man, I've actually been right now. I, I don't know if I have a favorite put, put down, but I've been actually so in love with some of this new music coming out during like during this time of the pandemic. Um, who was it that just fucking obviously that little Nas X album is pretty fucking perfect. It really is really good. But the. Um, oh man, I don't know. There's so much fucking good stuff. Uh, I just found out about. Have you guys heard a rumor? He just goes by like rumor. R M R is how he sells it or spells it out. Mm-hmm. And he just came out with this album called uh, "Drug Dealing Is a Lost Art." But he's he fucking did that song. Uh, it was like that. He flipped this like Rascal Flatts song. Life uh, is a highway. No, oh, uh, I like that like, song. The one that's like I, I'm not gonna sing Rascal Flatts, <laughs> but like he's he's flipped a Rascal Flatts song. But he's just this like hard fucking dude i don't know he's really interesting uh tizo touchdown's awesome that tyler the creator album was really really good uh i can't think of any records right now (laughs) i was even just trying to go through like what i was listening to but it's like oh i I don't know like what's released when i just kind of listen to stuff uh new turnstile that's the one i've listened to the most like Okay. Uh, I love the direction that band is going. Um, they are, they're just masters of this craft of hardcore mixed with, uh, like just, they're just branching out. Yeah. Um, I there think that's, let's see. I made a playlist of new things. Have you heard um, that little, little Sims? She's like that British, um, artist. I think it's mostly like rap, but it's like the production value on that new fucking, she just came out with an album like a couple weeks ago and that one's fucking awesome too. She's like, it's just super cool. Brits are awesome. Um. Oh yeah. And like, shout out to local legends, the new ingrown rips. Oh, um, ingrown is so good. Oh my and God. The new rejection packed record is done. Almost. Almost, almost done. It's going to be great. Uh, just, that's uh, hardcore made for me. Uh, shout just, out dev dog. Uh, just uh, go- was in the studio on Tuesday helping yeah. out with a couple things. Yelling. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. We did a bunch of gang vocals and um, 
I was, was on the like, last oh, record credited as the Oster. It made me feel cool. It was like 11 out of like the 13 or whatever songs they have. Oh, <laughs> oh have yeah. Game Chance on them? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That was cool. But what was really cool about it is like, we essentially just got to listen to the whole record. Yeah, that rocks. I should have. I should have hit him so up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, awesome. I I love that band. Uh, Charlie, Nathan, Hunter, Ra. Wow, Ralph. They're all great songwriters. Ralph. Ralph. Dude, yeah, great songwriters. And Devin, goddamn, he's coming to his own as a as a hardcore boy, hardcore right. yeller boy. Uh, totally shout out Dev Dog on is it Gun? Is that the yeah. album? <laughs> yes, yeah. so fucking good. And that like music video is so fucking rad. I know, boy, baby. Um, okay. Uh, what else did Bryce announce? Goes. Um, what's your favorite spooky gimmick of all time? Undertaker. Yeah, man. <laughs> mankind in the cellar is also like a. You know, like the stuff of like the him just like giving his promos from like the creepy under the fucking like it's something like they, like they found some sort of maintenance room for him. I was just getting it was the boiler room. Boiler room, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it was. Uh, I like that stuff. That's like really. I like it's spoopy. just it's it's just hard to go against Undertaker. It's it's the Undertaker. He's a, he's um, a dead man. Um, we all know my thoughts about the Undertaker on this podcast. Um, yeah. The Ministry of Darkness, is that what it was called? Yeah, that was the Undertaker's group. Well, I liked the idea of that. And then what was the one with like Kevin Gill or whatever? Are you hitting us up with some fucking deep cuts? No. It was a dub. It was like, it was on the same one. You, you, Kevin Gill. Kevin Sullivan? Yes. <laughs> Kevin kills the fucking commentator from uh, GCW. Oh, uh, Jesus. It's your favorite. <laughs> God, I fucking hate him. Kevin Sullivan is. Are you talking about the Dungeon of Doom? Yeah, it was uh, cool. No, it like, was the worst era of WCW. Well, okay. So when I, because we watched, I watched whatever the Yeti was, the whatever Yeti. that was on, and whatever big show got thrown off the thing. Yeah, that was Halloween Havoc with like 95. Or yeah, six. I watched it and the Dungeon of Doom looks sick, but that's all I saw was just from that. Thing. That yeah. is one of the worst things ever. Loved it. It was tight. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, that's that's mine. Um, I guess ones that I can recommend like think about currently that I'm like, since I've been watching, I think it would be Aleister Black in, in NXT. He was kind of spooky. He came out in a coffin. Yeah. Um, I yeah, also, Undertaker is the answer. I is. will. Like I Paul, will agree to that. Paul Bear. I mean, is like one of those like oh, as, as far as like he always just always unsettled he me always, as a kid. He always just sounded like Mickey Mouse having an orgasm. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, Undertaker. <laughs> um, and the last question from Bryson, uh, and the last question of the show. What match would you show someone to try to make them a wrestling fan? Um, depends on who the person is. Yeah. Um, like if someone was like a goofy person and like not really, I would show them like an Orange Cassidy match, probably Orange Cassidy versus Malcolm Bivens. That's a very fun one. The cinematic match. Um, um yeah, I, it's like for something goofy like that, or like I would do like one of the like PWG, like right before Bola, like the ten man tags that has like the thumbs and the butts and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, like Liger. Yeah, like something like that, or like Cassidy versus like Pack or something. You know, 
Yeah, I I think um, for like a real sports head, probably a Brock match of some sort, right? Yeah. To like, they're like, oh, I know this guy from MMA. Like Brock or like uh, like Riddle, like the fight pit match was super cool. Um, something like that or like something super technical. Like was I like think Zack I'll... Sabre Jr., just depending on like what kind of. Yeah, for me too, it's like matches that also uh, encompass Oh, Volker versus Ilja. Yeah, but that that could also, I could see that deterring someone. Like, I'm talking about for a sports head that's like into like like combat sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, For sure. I mean, the ones like Alicia, my roommate until today, are drawn to is like uh, Deathmatch Light. Hmm. So AEW Deathmatches, basically. Something that's like fun, but a little low with stakes. Yeah. The the Deathmatch stuff. I think uh, what we talked about in our first live show, the Brett Steve match might be okay. Might that's be a, good. Well, cause that's what I was thinking. Cause it's one intriguing that, one, one that gets the crowd, like one that has that crowd reaction. Cause like if somebody is watching wrestling for the first time, the crowd reaction is going to give them a good idea of how they should be feeling. So I was thinking like uh, Cody Dustin, no punk Cena 2011, <laughs> like in Chicago, like, you know, you have that crowd, on fire like that's what will get somebody interested in wrestling yeah if they're if they're curious because it's like that that excitement is contagious and honestly i've shown people uh sasha versus bianca and they've been like oh this is dope because i yeah. watched that match like five times after it happened honestly that uh what the the new day uso hell in a cell match is also really fun yeah mm. oh it, um, honestly war games if they could handle the length yeah war games um I mean, I used to show a lot of people PWG 11's main event. Okay. The Warfare match, World's Cutest Tag Team versus the Young Bucks. I've shown so many people that. It's, I mean, I mentioned that at our live show, and it's really hard to bring that up because it's like, um, yeah, like this is like one of my favorite matches to watch because it's a really good Young Bucks match. Like when people talk shit about the Young Bucks, I'm like, have you seen this? They're one of the best tag teams. Ever. Yes. Yeah. And like Candice, like doing the shit she did, like it's sick. Yeah. Um, also, we'll I don't, that. Yeah. 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 Totally. I don't know if this is one that would get people into wrestling, but well, I don't know. What do y'all think? I was thinking like, so I was like Sean and Flair, the Flair retirement match is one that's like emotionally impactful, but it's well, It'll have to know who they are. It'll well, I mean, we're not showing somebody that like it's just like a random person. They'll know who Shawn Michaels. That's true. And you know who Ric Flair is. Like I will say, I didn't know who Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair were when I watched that match. You say, Um, was it gripping to you? Yes. Commentary did a great job pulling out like all of like the Ric Flair's hits from like the years. I think where that might have been. I think we watched that match after we watched the first pay-per-view I ever watched. Yeah. Uh, no. No. No? Okay. I remember watching that match. I don't know if it was live or not, but I did watch it. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I've talked about it. CM Punk is what got me hooked initially. But yeah, that was just I, him talking. Because I was going to say, there's like... You can show people like if you just want something really cool and captivating, like Taker versus Michaels WrestleMania, mm. um, like something like that. Because like again, that's something where they'll, they'll know the people. Or honestly, mm. The Rock versus Hogan WrestleMania 18. 
Yeah. Any of these stories that have like, or any of these matches that have stories built into them, because that's what good wrestling is, is just being able to tell a story from bell to bell. And so yeah. any of those matches that can do that would be a good one to like get people an idea of at least like what they'd be signing up for, for good wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the questions. That's the questions. Oh, baby. So, yeah. Or going on a hiatus. Yeah. Who we're knows gonna, how fucking long? We're gonna be gone for a minute. Uh, thank you for sticking around this long. I hope you stick around uh, until we come back. Um, during I the hiatus, s- probably within the next like week or two, um, you'll see my recap show. Yeah, Ooh, boy. And I, you yeah. know, I might record some Scooby Doo rewatches. Um, Scooby Doo yeah, versus yeah, WrestleMania. Honestly, yeah, honestly, we just want to get some cool stuff out and not we're just, just gonna get silly. Necessarily yeah. do the the weekly shit but i mean i feel this one did a good job of not just doing that so yeah oh, like we sure. had an actual natural discussion we're gonna things are gonna things are gonna switch up they're gonna um, lean towards that more than it's gonna be it, largely the same dynamic but yeah we're gonna go more topical like i know we've done that in in past episodes uh kind of pick a topic about wrestling and just have a good conversation about why yeah, you know why why it means so much, or why we wanted to talk about it, or what it means for wrestling as a whole. Something yeah. that's just less of the the week to week grind. We're just gonna have fun, and we're not gonna talk Too about weekly shit. Much. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So yeah, we appreciate it. Check out Burning Fight when it comes out. It's gonna be in the same feed. Yeah. Absolutely, um, and we'll keep everyone updated. We'll keep everyone updated on the status of the Wrestle Boys uh, relaunch, the yeah. return, the two and you won't even know what to fucking do with your asses when yeah. we come yeah. back at you. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to cut your ass off. All I'm saying yeah. is hold on to your butt because we're coming with swords. We're yes. going to fucking slice your damn cheeks Yeah, off. also, we got new shirts. Buy them. Buy them. Oh, my God. Before we get cease and desist. Also, each drop podcast at work. Yeah, absolutely. Bit.ly slash merch drop. And merch boys. Sorry. I was like, merch drop? That's a. You said <laughs> eavesdrop. It threw me off. It's not your fault. It's my fault. No, it's Eastside's um, fault. It's no, Zach's it's fault not. For not being here. No, Zach. don't blame people for things. Um, yes, you do. You're right. It's no, my fault for blaming. I don't want to. <laughs> you do all the time. But I don't want to. Yes, you do. No. Uh, I, yes. I want to. Um, um, Fuck Matt. Fuck me, yeah. dude. Fuck no, me. Not, not, no, not you. Uh, n- another Matt. Oh, yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Merch, uh, what a maneuver! <laughs> oh, there, go to what a maneuver! Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, sure. With Kylie and Jepsen on we it, it rocks. Him. We broke it. I'm broken and I gotta pee. I'm slightly bruised and broken. broken. <laughs> yeah, the way that Carly is holding that fucking rad sword, that's what we're coming for your asses with, dude. Yeah, I'm barely Cutting breathing. I am barely breathing. Um, I have the song stuck in my head. Okay, that's it. That's the show. Let's end it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Happy we'll be back day. when we're back, so don't fucking throw a fit about it. Uh, I don't think we'll anybody's be- gonna throw a fit, and that's I don't true. think it's gonna be that long. But yeah, yeah. either yeah. way, fuck you. We'll be back to kick yeah. your fucking ass. Fuck yeah. You. So you get your friends. Yes. Meet us behind the school. 3 yes. p.m. Because we're gonna yes. fucking slice your asses off with fucking swords. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Uh, Russell boys 316 says uh, live laugh come <laughs> <laughs> got me <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>